This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael. Now, crank it up. Raise your fists into the sky. All right, so we got a bonus edition of the Grown Up Rock podcast for you to listen to today. Bad Marriage is a band that comes out of Boston. They're currently spending time on the road opening up for Tesla. Their brand of rock and roll is pretty much straight ahead with influences including ACDC, Led Zeppelin, and Aerosmith. Bad Marriage packs their material with British blues-infused hard rock riffs and gutsy soaring melodies. The band consists of Mike Fitz on guitar, John Paquin on vocals, Michael Delaney on drums, Ian Haggerty on guitar, and Todd Boisbert on bass. If I butchered any of those names, please forgive me. I'm an idiot. What can I tell you? Anyway, so the band Bad Marriage came to me on my radar after someone posted a link to a video in a Mork Facebook group, Monsters of Rock Facebook group. Uh, I will almost always take a couple of minutes to check out a video or song to see if I like it. Uh, This is in part how I discover new music along with Spotify. Uh, I like what I heard, and I checked out the complete record on Spotify, and again, I liked the entire record, so that was pretty good. Uh, That was kind of where I left off with Bad Marriage, just another band, another record that I really dug, and that was basically it. I jumped on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and on this cruise, you'll see every concert t-shirt you can think of. In fact, ACDC or Van Halen t-shirts are like seeing a fish at an aquarium. It's no big deal. Uh, But you'll also see way cooler stuff like European bands, etc. So I started seeing Bad Marriage concert t-shirts. I saw them on more than one occasion. I thought it was odd and cool all at the same time. And then I said, well, what am I missing? Turns out a couple of guys representing the band were on the boat as well as some of their fans. So I get off the boat, I run into a local friend of mine at the airport, and he says to me, hey, are you going to the Tesla show in like two days uh, in Atlanta? And I said, "Uh, well, I was thinking about going, but but hell, I just saw Tesla uh, less than 24 hours earlier on the boat. Uh, And I said, I'm not sure I'm going to make that. He suggested, hey, hit up the opening band Bad Marriage. And I had forgotten completely that the band was opening for Tesla. And I was like, huh. And he said, uh, said you really should go check them out. Uh, so I said, okay. So I hit up Mike Fitz, who's the guitar player in the band, who I just happened to be friends with on Facebook. Go figure. Uh, and we worked out a plan to have a quick chat before the show in Atlanta. And that's exactly what we did. After the discussion, I had a chance to see the band perform live 
to an almost sold out crowd of about a thousand people and they were great. The crowd really, really dug them. They got great response. Just a straight ahead, kick-ass rock and roll band. So check out this interview and then go check out their record. And if you have a chance to catch them live opening for Tesla, please do so. I'll put all the links to their websites in our show notes and you can go check them out. So without further delay, I give you Mike Fitz with Bad Marriage. Dig it. We got Mike from Bad Marriage with us today. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Glad to be here. <laughs> so we're going to try take two of this. You guys are in town in Atlanta opening up for Tesla tonight, and you guys are doing a run of dates with them, right? Yeah, uh, we are in Atlanta, Georgia right now at the Buckhead Theater. Um, we started the tour yesterday, so this is night two. We were in Pensacola, Florida. Fun fact about Pensacola, you guys played the singer last night. I grew up in Pensacola, and wow. my very first gig was setting up production at the Sanger Theater of Peter Pan. Very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was a cool place. I love old theaters. So the Sanger Theater uh, was rocking last night. So And it was Valentine's Day, so uh, everyone was, was uh, having a good time. Went apeshit crazy right, over right. Lo love song yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> yep, and, yeah. they, and they bought a lot of Bad Marriage merch, so awesome. it helps our... Uh, our fund. Yeah, definitely. When you're doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So you did that gig you're doing tonight in Atlanta. How does a young band go about getting on an opening slot for a band like Tesla? Man, I wish there was an easy way to answer that question. Right. But, um, you know, we're doing nine dates with Tesla on this February leg. We just did 13, I think in September, but the first time we got, uh, fortunate enough to, play with those guys was in April, right, of 2019. You know, it's kind of a long story, but basically my old band before this was on the same publishing company out of New York that Tesla is associated with. So the CEO of that company said, hey, you know, they need to fill three uh, opening slots. Uh, one was the House of Blues Boston, one was in Portland, Maine, and the other one was in New Hampshire. Uh, would Bad Marriage be interested? And obviously we're like, hell yeah, right? So um, after the first show in Boston, House of Blues, uh, we met up in Portland, Maine, and uh, the Tesla guys, Brian Wheat, uh, the bass player, called us all into a room and said, hey, man, I really like what you guys are doing. I like the way you carry yourself, you know, yada, yada, yada. He was, he was uh, you know, and, and, and if anyone knows Brian, uh, you know, he's a, he's a tough, tough cookie, you know, tough shell to, to crack. So <laughs> we, were, we, were, uh, we were excited that he actually showed some... Uh, affection <laughs> but uh me and him have been uh tight ever since man he, he's been like uh he's been like a, a you know an uncle or a father to us so it's really cool so it, it kind of just sparked from there we we went on and i like i said we did those 13 dates in uh september and here we are again so we are blessed yeah i think a lot of people don't know brian is sort of the business side of tesla uh, he's kind of the engine <laughs> that, yeah. that keeps that thing going. Um, uh, I've read and heard interviews with him. Right. And, uh, you're absolutely spot on on your hard nut to crack type. <laughs> he's he's uh, the man. Thing. We just all got off of the Monsters of Rock cruise. So Tesla was on the Monsters of Rock yeah. cruise. Did you see me on the cruise? I did see you on the cruise. <laughs> I saw you, didn't say hello, and I saw uh, another one of you guys on the cruise. I saw your shirts all over the place, and right. I said, I think I've heard of this band. Somebody sent me a link, and I liked it. I remember that much, and then I remember, hey, they're coming to town like 
literally in two days. Right. Let me, a friend of mine actually prompted me. He said, listen, you should hit up this man, Bad Marriage, because he knew that at Grown Up Rock, we like to support and push new up and coming bands. We love all the Van Halens and the Teslas. Right. And I, in fact, I did a, a interview with Frank Hannon in this very theater last year at this exact same time, oh, very cool. uh, right before the boat, uh, actually last year. So we try to support it all. We just raised the flag for hard rock and metal music, old and new. And so bad marriage came on to my radar right. when somebody sent me a video. I liked it. So here we are. We're talking. Awesome. Yeah. So if somebody didn't know anything about Bad Marriage, had never heard them, how would you pitch the band to them? Uh, you know, we, we do get that a lot. And, and it's tough because, you know, all of us as band members have their own influences, right? You know, if I said mine, you know, as a guitar player, whether it's Jimmy Page guy or a, or a Joe Perry or a Slash or a Richie Blackmore, you know, I like I'm a riff oriented guy. I love hard hitting single note style riffs that just knock you knock you down you know that just blow you away um but you know we're a straight up rock and roll band we, you know we have influences from old school aerosmith uh you know we're from boston we love to rep them anyway um you know from acdc to guns and roses to you know deep purple you know and, and if our singer was here he'd give you another list of you know four or five of his favorite uh you know bands but you know it's just the 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 memorable timeless music that you know we try and and put out that you know is going to be cool now and hopefully a hundred years from now yeah i think uh that's that's what makes up a band is is everybody doesn't like the same thing it's it's those components coming together and all the influences that they have and as a guitar player in your music i would expect nothing less of the people that you kind of just threw out there i would even throw in you know some angus young oh, and stuff yeah. like that i mean i think right? i said ac yeah i mean angus is 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 huge to me so right i mean malcolm you know equally without a doubt uh so it's good stuff how about live how is your your show live what do you guys uh do live i, I honestly think we we get caught on to more when people see us live than mm -hmm. when they first maybe see a video or hear a song. Uh, I just think because we're one of those old school bands that, you know, we grew up with, you know, when you had an Aerosmith poster or a Whitesnake poster on, on your wall, I mean, these people looked uh, like, I don't know, aliens. They, they didn't look like the normal person. And, and we try and strive to, to brand ourselves like that. You know, we, we want to be individually branded like Motley Crue, you know, all, you know, they're all different. They all have their own thing going. Guns and Roses, you know, and uh, and I think people are starting to to draw on to each individual members. And I think that's really cool. And I don't think that's done as much anymore. Right. You know, whether it's an awesome lead singer and then the rest of the band members are just kind of there. And yeah. that's that's not our thing, man. Is there a if is there a song of Bad Marriage that you would throw out there that uh, if you wanted somebody to kind of encompass the entire band in their sound this song is a great representative of that right well you know the first music video uh, we did um you know it was a few years ago and obviously you change over years but we still love the video we love the song we end our set with it now it's called old school stereo
think it's a great video i think uh the song is really cool i think the lyrics uh are fun the riffs are catchy and hooky so that's a good one man i mean uh you know and it's on youtube old school stereo yeah it's one of my favorites off that record uh and you've got the debut record it's a full-length record right. is that all that's all i could find is there more or is that it no you know uh we actually put out digitally an ep before that okay uh, which is six songs okay so and there's 12 songs on the record so i mean there's 18 i think there's a few repeats yeah so on the on the i think old school stereo is on the uh, uh you know and the thing is, is i mix and record all of the stuff too that's another passion of mine is is uh is recording yeah the ep you have some versions of a couple songs but there i think there are four songs on the ep that aren't on that disc so i mean that's 16 songs and i think there's some more you know there's some acoustic stuff if you dig around on youtube so i saw something with walking the dog i don't think oh, that's right. on the record no but that's a single you know uh 
we started, <laughs> there's a cool story about that is we started um, playing that one live along with Toys in the Attic, right? Old school Aerosmith songs on the first Tesla run. Okay. And then we didn't even know the guys really in Tesla that much, right? And all of a sudden the crowd starts going nuts. I'm like, did someone win the Super Bowl? No, it was Jeff Keith coming out and singing with us. Oh, that's awesome. So we, you know, we thought it was great. He did it one night and, uh, you know, we cherished that moment and it ended up, he came out every single show and did it. And, uh, you know, he's just the coolest dude and he knows that that helps us. You know, he, yeah, he's going out there because he loves Aerosmith, but he knows that it's helping us because the crowd, you know, if you're not paying attention to a local opener, you know, you're checking your phone, you're in line to get a beer and, you know, you, you know, some people just are like waiting for Tesla. Right. But when he does something like that, it kind of, it kind of like puts us a little bit more on the radar because people are like, wow, if, if Jeff Keith is coming out singing with these guys, I better, I better pay attention. You know, I want to listen up now. It's like so, the endorsement of a politician. Oh, you can, and it's like, and it's, and it's just. <laughs> free you know it's it's so cool because he doesn't have to do that no and you know? Je jeff is a a little bit of a politic a rock and roll politician <laughs> right because you see him around the boat he smiles and and you know always shaking people's hands right and he's a good guy we just got off the boat you talk about all these new and up-and-coming bands we know about the teslas the extremes the stripers all these bands who did you see on the boat that was like holy crap all right not to keep talking about tesla but i love them yeah. right so i i saw them twice they mm -hmm. were in the royal theater the biggest venue there i mean i guess the pool stage is yeah, just as big about the same right but I, so i'm friends with extreme because we've opened for them before because Boston they're, they're guys. Our, yeah, yeah they're a massachusetts yep. guys so um i caught one of their shows and they were awesome i mean obviously nuno is a legend um but my buddy kevin the drummer he's such a good drummer but uh, who else did I see? I thought Doro was really good. You know, I, I like a lot of old school British yeah. metal too. You yeah, know, I'm a, I'm a big Judas Priest fan. I love Saxon. You know, we do those songs too. Uh, we, you know, we might do a Judas Priest Tonight uh, cover. Um, we, we do Saxon tunes once in a while. So, you know, we, uh, again, we, we, we like to blur the line of rock, hard rock and metal. I'm down with that because, uh, sounds like maybe you and I are cut from the same cloth. Right. I came into metal and at the time I came into metal, the new wave of British heavy metal was huge. Right. So I, you know, Judas Priest and Maiden, Iron Maiden oh, yeah. and Saxon Sabbath, and all this Dio. stuff. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. What Judas Priest tune do you guys usually do? Well, it's, uh, we just do, what do we do? We do living after midnight and yeah. we do, you've got another thing coming. And yeah. You know, they just go over so well. The crowd pleases you. Everyone sings along. So yeah, you guys yeah. got to pull up a deep track. I know. I know. <laughs> trust, and trust me. I would, we would love I'm to. A, I'm a ridiculous fan of the deep track. So those bands are all great, but were, were there any small newer bands that you saw on the boat that made you like, wow, did you see any of the Swedish acts? You know, I, I tried again. It was my first cruise. Um, and it was overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It, it is a lot to process. Yep. I'm going to throw out names. I saw kicks. I, I, cause I like kicks. I like Aren't their they energy. A well oiled oh, machine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they just have fun, man. Saw Y and T at the pre-party. They were great. Were you conducting business while you were on the oh, boat? It was the networking. ultimate, ultimate networking. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And there was about I spotted about fifteen bad marriage shirts. We actually had a group meetup where we took a picture. I saw it that. Was, it was so cool. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know that a lot of business gets done on these boats, whether right. it's between the artist or between new and up and coming bands. Right. I know that for us at Grown Up Rock, we 
our part of the business thing where we're handing out cards and we're lining up people to talk to. And in fact, doing interviews right there on the boat. Yep. So it's interesting. And all the bands that are on the boat that you know about, for all those bands, there's probably, I would say, 20 artists that aren't listed on the boat that are on the boat. Uh, I know I ran into a guy that has a project on Frontiers Records called Passion, mm-hmm. I think, which is really, it's pretty good. I was listening to it before I even knew the guy was on the boat. So I know there's a lot of that kind of yeah, stuff going there is, on. But again, there's so much stuff in this, in all these different sections of the boat. I saw the band called Heat. They were great. I saw, um, it's, it's coming back to me now. It's yeah, been a couple of days. I'm in know, cruise mode. Hardcore superstar. I know they're pretty big. Uh, I caught a couple songs from them. They had high energy. They were yeah. cool. You know, again, I don't. I, it's all a yeah, blur. It is. It goes by quick. You wait for it for a year, and then it comes and it right. goes. Uh, but would you go back to that? Would yeah, you yeah. do that cruise again? Oh my! In a heartbeat. So I think I'm going to be a lifer. Uh, the plan is for Bad Marriage to play the cruise next year. That that's the that's the whispers. But I, you know, right. if it doesn't happen. I, where I'm going to go right. because I know Alice Cooper's on it and, yep. and that's pretty cool. Tesla and Alice Cooper just announced a big tour. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I love the cruise. So that's awesome. Well, so what's next for you guys after this run of uh, dates with Tesla? What happens? Well, we, we just we keep writing and recording. I mean, we have we've been very lucky that we have we have had no shortage in, in riffs, mm-hmm. <laughs> the riff department, the songs. We have so much stuff. We have stuff that's done. We just, you know, it's, it, you know, look, we were talking about earlier being a local or a up and coming original act. It's all timing. It's it's when to put stuff out. Like, you know, you can't do too little because you'll be lost and you'll have to, this is like starting over. You know, you can't put too much stuff out. How long do we promote this album? Do, you know, so anyway, we got a ton of stuff to do recording wise, right? And we're also, uh, you know, we, we keep plugging away at the hometown shows while we're not touring. I think we're playing with Jakey Lee's Red Dragon Cartel. I think we're playing with the Choir Boys and Little Caesar. Choir Boys were on the boat. I didn't mm-hmm. catch them, but we're playing with them, so yeah. I'll, I'll catch them there. So, you know, we're, we're busy. Do you have your own home studio? Because you talked a lot I about do. producing and recording. I do. Again, that's another passion of mine. I mean, I love playing live. That's number one. Being able to play guitar live is my thing. But I also like recording and mixing. And it's just out of my house. It's a home setup. Sure. But I mean, I take it really seriously. I have a lot of money in, in some, I'm a gearhead. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I love guitars and I love high-end studio gear. So, Well, that seems to be the thing to do now because I think with a lot of bands, if you can become a self-contained unit where you don't have to pay for recording, right. you don't have to pay for studio time, you can do all this stuff, that's the way to do it. I know that... I just did an interview about a month ago with this band out of uh, New York called Station. Okay. And they're just a straight ahead, um, melodic sort of AOR hard rock band, but they sp- uh, spent, they, they absorbed every gig they were doing. They were saving money and they saved up enough money to basically build their own right. home studio yep. so that they could be self-contained. Right. Uh, and I just think that that's the way to do it today. Right. You know? it, it is the way to do it, but it, it's, it's, it's hard too. Yeah. There's no easy path. You know what I mean? Like no. we can't afford, you know, like I said, we have probably 20 to 22 songs recorded and out there. Right. But if we were to try and go to a real studio with a real producer and pay for that, I right. mean, it, it's thousands and thousands of dollars sure. if you want it done right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, when my old band broke up, I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, take all the money I had. I sold a bunch of guitars, you know, and, and I bought, I started buying gear and teaching myself, you know, and I have friends through the years that are recording engineers and mixing. So yeah. they helped me yeah. and they still help me to this day. Sure. Um, but 
you know, that's the best way to do it is just dive in. And, and then, you know, it saves us because we don't have to go into different studios, you know. And I should say we're, we're sitting in an RV. You know, some people that get disillusioned by tour buses and stuff like that. We're staring I'll, at one. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> honest. When when I first started out with a lot of the bands that had their first record out on a major label, no less, this is what we were in. We were in an RV. We were in, even worse, a van and a trailer. Right. And so it's it's not changed any. You really, uh, buses are expensive. Some of, some of the bands that had success in the past aren't even in buses anymore. Right. Tesla, apparently not one of them. They've got two buses, but, uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's a tough world out there. People have to adapt uh, and find a new way to do business because, uh, it's just, it's ever changing. But I think that rock and roll is alive and well. People just need to think outside of the box and figure out new ways to make this work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree. Um, but the old ways still work together. Like for, for example, like, you know, we take our tour, our merchandise, our concert T-shirts, very serious. We, we want original artwork. We've had some we've worked with some unbelievable artists that draw hand draw the art, whether it's an album cover or a tour shirt. And we're constantly getting new T-shirt designs. Right. And people love that. I love that. I mean, how many people love full color T-shirts with the tour dates on the back and all, you know, it's just I mean, I collect vintage concert tees, too. So I have a, I have a little sickness. But um. <laughs> But hey, you know, you know, there are worse worse vices out there, right? Yes. But I mean, that I think that's a big thing. You know, having something really, really cool to want to wear. You know, whenever I see a band or I look at their merch, I look at that first. I'm like, wow, I'd either I'd wear that or eh, not really feeling their tees or their hoodies or their you know their right. album cover. Yeah. You know, and all the bands in the in the 70s, 80s, they had killer artwork. You know, and that's a that's a key component. You know, and then you have your image. You gotta look like you belong, man. You really do. You you gotta you gotta you gotta live it. How many albums have you bought when you were a kid just for an album? Exactly. Cover? If yeah. it looked cool or or again, it looked just weird or or provocative, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. it was just you become uh you become infatuated with it. Yeah. And you know, it's it's that the mystery of it too. Mm -hmm. You know. So I think I think that's an important part. But yeah, touring, there's no again, there's no easy way. It's not for the faint of heart to get in an R V with five six seven dudes you know and and uh or girls or you know what i'm saying yeah just just to try and do it it's yeah. tough you know no doubt uh so you guys get done here you go back home uh you got some dates you're still recording you're still writing anything beyond that it's just, it's just rinse repeat you know what i mean it's 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 where you know we're going to try and do some more touring uh, whether it's with tesla whether it's with you know, whoever else, uh, you know, we can't stop now. Right. You know what I mean? And if, and if you do that, you know, even if we, 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 there's no breaks in rock and roll, right. especially today, because it's like starting over. How long has the band been in existence? We started in 2015. So, okay. you know, what is that going on? Five years. Yeah. And the debut came out last year, was it? Yeah. The self-titled debut, yeah. 12 songs on it came out. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll point this out. I'm a big fan of the record. And here's one of the reasons why. It's just one of the reasons. The music's great, mm -hmm. but you guys, for a change, put 12 songs, 44 minutes, done. I don't know what's going on these days. These bands today, they're putting out records with 15, 20 songs, or they're putting out a, a record with 10 songs that are each five, six, seven minutes long. Right. Rock bands don't need that. Unless <laughs> your name is Rush or your name is yeah, something yeah. progressive, you do not need to have an AOR, hard rock, 
song right. that's over three and a half minutes right. long, four minutes tops. It's just not needed. And I think my theory is, is because these bands are producing all the records themselves. Right. Now, I know you did this record and yep. I get that, but I think that the lack of a producer in a lot of these bands' hands is detrimental. Of course. I, you know, I have a short attention span. Yep, as do I. I'm an idiot as it is. So, <laughs> uh, I, I need a, just something that kicks my ass and moves on to the next one. And the Bad Marriage record does pretty much that. And I really enjoyed that aspect of the record. No, I appreciate it. And you're right. I mean, we're, we're very conscious of, of, <laughs> the boredom level, you know what I mean? We we try and hit them hard, fast, and leave them wanting more, you know. Yeah. And that's why they, actually this this opening slot for uh, oh well, it's direct support slot for Tesla is cool because it's a half an hour. Yeah. You know, we get to go up there, do seven or eight songs, and and kind of just our hardest hitting ones, and kind of bam, bam, bam. You know, we try not to do anything that would uh, you know stray people away or lose attention. You now, know? There's, there's three bands on the bill you guys are playing right before Tesla. Is right. that what they do? They give each band a 30-minute set? Yeah. Uh, and you guys do the majority of the debut? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, where can people find out more about Bad Marriage? Well, we, you know, our website is badmarriagemusic.com. It's just a hub. You know, it, it'll, it'll point you to um, to buy merch, to buy the album. It'll point you to YouTube or Instagram or Spotify. So that that's, you know, that's that's probably the place to go, um, it, you know, other than seeing us live. Awesome. And we'll tie all that stuff in the show notes and awesome. everything. So all you have to do is go into our show notes and click on the link. It'll take you right there to either the Facebook page or right. the Bad Marriage page. What we like to do at the end of these episodes is we call it shuffle, rattle, and roll, which is we normally shake our phone and whatever comes up plays us out. But I would like you to pick a Bad Marriage song to play us out. So what you got for us? Ooh, all right. I'm going to go with the song called Diablo because we have a killer music video for that one as well. Perfect. All right, Mike. It's been a pleasure, my friend. All right. Thanks, brother. I'm glad. I'm glad we, uh, we, we got a chance to hook up and do this. See ya. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.